재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 In South Korea, a boom in studying abroad at an early age started in the mid-1990s with major destinations being English-speaking countries like the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. However, this boom seems to be fading with a decreasing number of students who go abroad. Uh, recent, uh, recent data by Statistics Korea shows that uh, South Korean nationals aged under 10 who stayed overseas for more than 90 days was about uh, 660,000 last year, which is down from uh, 100,000 tallied from 2006 when the trend reached its peak. So to talk about these uh, dropping numbers, we're very pleased to have joining us from Kumin University education professor Liu Song Chang. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, why do you think studying abroad at an early age is losing steam in recent years? That is uh, quite an interesting phenomenon, isn't it? Uh, once there was a big fad uh, of sending children um, to overseas countries, uh, particularly among economically capable parents, but now it seems that the trend is ebbing away. And I think uh, we can think of three, uh, three particular reasons why uh, parents are nowadays sending their kids abroad for their education less than before. Uh, the first reason I can conjecture here uh, is some kind of uh, failure experiences, uh, generally associated with employment possibilities here in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, though it is not the case for, of, uh, for all youngsters who have spent their early years abroad, but um, many young Korean students um, actually um, finally return to Korea after finishing their regular education, usually up to the college level, and try to get jobs in Korea. And uh, although I need some hard evidence, uh, perhaps in a form of statistical data here, to back up my claim here, uh, but I have heard about uh, numerous cases in which uh, foreign-educated young Korean people find it very hard to adapt themselves to the Korean uh, work culture and work ethic. For instance, now, though it is not the case uh, for many companies anymore at this point, but uh, usually we hear stories like uh, junior members of a company uh, cannot retire today uh, until their bosses leave, uh, even after the w- regular work hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is 6 p.m. usually. You know? uh, but uh, people with as a Western influence may find it very hard to accept such work ethic and may find it very um, sometimes unreasonable to follow uh, such a um, um, cultural uh, practices. And not only that, uh, whenever there are a lot of people gathered in Korea, they have to figure out some kind of um, Asian or Confucian hierarchical order, uh, in many cases by age or sometimes by the order of employment, right. namely uh, who got into the company first, etc. And so, you know, the people uh, with Western uh, education will uh, not quite uh, be able to readily comply with such practices. And uh, what people say these days is, uh, furthermore, uh, as the Korean companies have experienced the young folks with uh, Western education not being quite capable in terms of cultural competencies, Mm -hmm. so the Korean uh, companies began to hire people with foreign education less than before because of all those cultural issues. And so nowadays it is not as easy for those with foreign education to get a job back in Korea as, in, as before anymore. So parents maybe uh, became aware of that and probably sending their kids less than before. Okay. If I can, uh, yeah, uh, and if I can add another kind of uh, failure story here, 
though many capable uh, young Koreans get jobs in the foreign countries after they get education there. Uh, in some cases, I'm, you know, uh, I'm very cautious here, but, you know, but the types of jobs that they end up getting mm-hmm. uh, in those countries are somehow uh, related to uh, immigrants or Koreans and somehow kind of limited, uh, such as various services solely for Korean immigrants, etc. And in some cases, they find it very hard to get into the central or upper stage within the society there. Right. Uh, because, uh, because there seems to be a glass uh, ceiling that somehow blocks sure. um, Korean uh, Korean immigrant youngsters to break through and reach the top level of jobs and positions in the society. For instance, um, for the young uh, okay. uh, Korean uh, Korean Americans who were born and raised in the United States, it could be a slightly different right. story. But uh, but for the young children who were born here in Korea but later sent okay. to, for instance, the United States for their education in their early years. It might be very hard for them to grow into a very culturally and uh, linguistically capable worker there. So, okay. Uh uh, yeah. We don't I'm have not, a lot of time, uh, unfortunately, with this uh, okay. interview, and so uh, we do want to okay. uh, jump over. Uh, overall, sure. do you feel that this is a trend then that will continue? Is there also a uh, compounding uh, effect that the Korean educational system is improving? Because I don't think that's the perception that many people who live here feel is the case. I see. Um, that's uh, the, uh, another big uh, question here, uh, and I'm not sure if I can give a good answer particularly regarding the quality of education here in Korea. Uh, but overall, maybe I can say that the quality of learning and teaching uh, in uh, Korean primary and middle schools have developed uh, quite drastically mm. over uh, uh, decades. But uh, actually, the learning occurs in high school levels has still so much to be done to improve, uh, mainly because they uh, what they do in high schools is not seeking learning for learning's sake, but uh, to do the preparation job to get in, uh, into good colleges. And then maybe the point where parents uh, find uh, very um, unsatisfactory in terms of their children's education, uh, mainly because those parents want their children to be uh, happy uh, for their study uh, and, and life, and therefore they don't want, some of the parents don't want to, uh, want to have their uh, children experience so much competition going on in Korean high schools. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, scholars and policymakers have been working very hard to improve the general quality of education here in Korea, uh, and, and it has actually worked out in primary and middle school levels, but it seems that there is much to be done for high school education here in Korea. We have less than a minute left. Uh, just as a final thought, what do you think further needs to be done to produce happily educated kids in South Korea who can also uh, be having the skills to have decent careers as they graduate? Um, uh, yes. Um, that is a very difficult question. And, uh, you know, the international data show that the level of happiness that our children are experiencing in our schools is quite low compared to the level of happiness that the children outside of Korea are experiencing in their schools. And maybe one way we can work on it is to, you know, uh, to give uh, like a, a good uh, learning opportunities to our children, you know, the kind of learning that they um, seek for because, uh, only because they want to learn. Um, you, know, uh, you know, once children uh, try to learn stuff based, solely based upon their curiosity, and they may find all those learning activities quite um, uh, fun and, and 
Um, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, the kind of learning that our children are doing in our schools is uh, the kind of study that they have to do uh, in order to achieve certain goals. So, you know, probably the restoring the uh, essential purpose of learning and education might be something that we can work on in order right. to uh, boost up the level of happiness of our children. Well, uh, certainly some great analysis there. Professor Odu, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for having me here. That was Professor Odu Sang Chang.